fed up with being told to just go with it, Jack and Josh now find themselves in the clutches of Zookeeper. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hit the theme! Oh hello! Oh hi! Hello, my my fine animal friend. Oh, my fairy companion. <laughs> We're both quite furry at the moment. Well, you more than me, but you know. I'm a I'm a I'm king of the jungle. Top of the pops. Uh, it, and by pops, I mean food chain. By pops, I meant uh, fathers. Oh, <laughs> big daddy! Of, it all top comes of back. the dads, it all comes back. Oh, <sighs> hey, Josh Pappenheim. Hello, how are you? You know, I'm good, man. I've rearranged my bedroom. Oh, <laughs> so now I can see out the window. That's really exciting. Um, I've got a beautiful little picture hung up on my wall of Christopher Wistopher in Click. Oh, with his little earmuff. Did you not put up uh, the um, the pictures I sent you of uh, of Master No, I can't show them to anyone. No. Oh, I haven't put them up. No, they're somewhere. I'll check them out. Actually, those, maybe I'll carve those lobby cards of Master of Disguise. I don't. I don't want to look at them ever. I mean, like, I'm excited to forget about them and get them out when I'm dying or something. Have mare and or mare may not. Yeah, show them to my grandkids. This was my best friend! (laughs) So, I mean, that's been it, really. I mean, it's been a a bank holiday. That's been exciting, I guess. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's it, really. How about you? Yeah, you know, um, just been been walking the streets, selling my body for smack. Um, that kind of by stuff. By smack, you mean Hershey's Kisses. Is that smack? <laughs> I don't know. It comes in a little foil, like heroin, mm, sometimes. Mm. I don't know. I was ta- I was talking about how things are never quite as good Like as you get older. Uh, I was talking about this with a what, friend like the smack? other day. Yeah, yeah. That, was the, that was the example I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> Not like going to, I don't know, a zoo, for instance. Oh, Josh, look at you. Like, you've been doing this for a week. But, <laughs> but it's, it's not it's not just the Jack and Josh show. Well, it is. <gasps> but we, we've got a guest. A special exposition. No, not exposition. A special exhibition. A special expose. Experts. Experts. Uh. Experts. Yes, I'm trying to do a whole thing where you know zoos get guests in. Oh, do they? Like, I've I, I've been to like two zoos in my life. Missing out, mate. Missing out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you if you guys were scared to hear that voice, don't be scared. It's only comic hobbyist and former safari guide Ashley Bamforth. Hi. 
<laughs> Welcome oh, to hi. the show. Hi. Oh, hi. I, I didn't see you there. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, thank you for coming on, sir. No, that's great. Um, I've got a lot of experience with zoos. You know, I went to a lot of them as a kid. Pretty much, you know, I'm what they call in the business an animal head. An animal head? What, like an animorph? <laughs> yeah, like that, but someone who's just interested in animals and doesn't transform into one. Um, would you would you yeah. say that you could um you could be a head zookeeper in under ten years? Oof, oof, unlikely. It's very high demand. They never really go into that in this film, but it's like super high demand. And what they did get right is you get paid shit. It's awful pay, um, but people still want to do it because they want to touch animals, touch their lives, metaphorically, yes, and literally. Uh, well, I yeah, I mean, yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> <not> <laughs> mostly, like people like to look at them, but also have encounters with them, and you can only really have a close encounter with like a big thing if uh, you're like a keeper. Sort of sounds like you're describing a uh, a close encounter. Of the herd kind. Oh. Um. <laughs> just let, that, just let, let that one sit for a bit and stew. I uh, let, it was let, good. let me just take this moment to say that each week your hosts, Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim, discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 oh. to current day. And of course, today we are talking about the uh, 2013 uh, movie The Zookeeper's Wife, starring Jessica Chastain yes. and Daniel Brühl. I yeah. When I first sat down and plonked this DVD on, I thought this is very strange casting, and an extremely strange storyline. But I took a leaf out of last week's book and I just goed with it. Yeah, I and mean, it was quite touching. It's it's interesting to watch uh, um, a motion picture from the Happy Madison uh, branch that deals so much with uh, the Second World War. And mm. uh, death camps and whatnot, but you know, bold move. Yeah, bold no, move, but no, not. Oh, I can't keep this up, Josh. I can't participate because I haven't seen the movie you're referencing. <laughs> to be fair, neither have I. No. <laughs> okay. I also, I also said it was made in 2013. It came out in it's 2017. Not. <laughs> it's 2017. It's 2017. Oh well, Ugh. it's fine. That's all right. It's uh, no. We're actually talking about the 2011 motion picture Zookeeper. Yeah, I keep wanting to add a the, but you know, no, it's they obviously not. took a leaf out of uh, Social Network's book. Oh, it's a year after the Social Network and the same studio distributing, so. Fuck. There you go. They've always Drop. got their finger on the pulse, don't they? They do. <laughs> They've always got their finger on pulse. Drop the the. The it's cleaner. Oh, I see, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. <sighs> um. Okay, Josh, I know there was some uh, debate over this, but do you have a, a summary of this motion picture? Um, I do. As war brews over the 1939 Warsaw... No! And while life is it's not that <laughs> Oh, okay. All right, sorry. Let me just... I'll bring up the right one. Benjamin has lost his wife. In a bid to start his life over, he no, purchases I'm a gonna, large house that has a zoo. I was going to reference this movie later. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, all right, fine. 
A group of zoo animals decide to break their code of silence in order to help their lovable zookeeper find love without opting to leave his current job for something more illustrious. It's a fucking terrible synopsis. It makes, it sound, it makes it sound really highbrow. More Does illustrious, it? like yeah. flogging cars. It's, yeah, oh my god, that's the main thing I picked up from this. Yeah, it's like, like there are only world? two jobs. <laughs> there's only two jobs. There's, only, there's two. only two jobs in the world, and there's only one form of entertainment, and it is going to a zoo. <laughs> there is nothing else. Yeah. Listen, I love you, but you're a filthy fucking zookeeper. <laughs> I can't live knowing that my partner would care for animals and work in such a dirty disgusting place at low wa- wages so how yeah. awful he goes to work every day and is happy my second note is just is it bad to be zookeeper <laughs> <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, that's I what i am told well let me let me give you some stats on the oh, motion yes, picture before we get too deep into to the world of zookeeper so this is from director Frank Caracci, Caracci. Who, who we talked about not too long ago with his motion picture Cleek. It stars Kevin James. Yay! Rosario Dawson. Yay! Leslie Bibb. Uh. Joe Rogan. Uh. <laughs> and Donnie Wahlberg. Uh. This is a wild cast of a movie. It's pretty good. Well, I mean... It also stars a lot more people, but oh, we'll I guess they're not to the them. top five. No. Um, this was released on the 8th of July, 2011. Beautiful um, summer movie. Which means I saw it three days before that at the press screening. Because <clears throat> I saw it on my 21st birthday. What? <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> this is the film you became a man with. 21 years old, first thing in the morning, went to go see Zuckerberg. Oh. Um, and the rest of the day was just a massive letdown after, right? I was just, you know, just coming down off a high, wasn't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was made for a budget of $80 million. Fuck off. The same amount that it cost to make uh, Just Go of it. So if you, it's the same cost as a Hawaiian holiday. I mean... <laughs> Uh, well, at least you can kind of see the money in this one, I would Do say. You, yeah, it, it costs a lot to rent an elephant, I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. How much does it cost to train two bears to talk? How much does it cost to rent a gorilla suit? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Probably, probably a, a lot of money. Uh, this uh, a total in the US, it made $80 million. Uh, whilst... 80 80, yeah. So, made yeah. its budget back, and then internationally it gained an extra 83 million. Ooh. Um, so, you know, did okay. Not Pretty quite good. as good as uh, the other Happy Madison. This is, I think, the highest uh, budgeted Happy Madison movie that I know technically Adam Sandler's in it, but not starring Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this opened at number three. Uh, behind Transformers Dark of the Moon in its second week. Uh... <laughs> Horrible Bosses in its first week. Oh! And ahead of Cars 2 in its third week, and Bad Teacher in its third week. Remember Bad Teacher? We went through this last time, didn't we, that 2011 is shit. 
Yes, I think we right. do. I was just about to say what illustrious company that <laughs> film had. <laughs> it's got a Rotten Tomatoes score of 14%. Mm. Which uh, I'm not too upset about. Um... Yeah, I mean, well, so I reviewed it. I've seen this film before, obviously. And I saw that I had given it a half a star on Letterboxd. And that has been upgraded to, to two stars. But I think, again, this just comes down to, like, the bar for what is a terrible film has been significantly lowered or hired. I'm not sure. I gave it 1.5 stars. 1.5, yeah, 1.5 to 2, I think that's your good area. I have a horrible feeling that I've seen this film before, but not in its entirety, because <laughs> a lot of it was very familiar to me. Um, but then, basically, at the point where he's riding on the back of a gorilla, everything was new to me, and I had no <laughs> recollection that there was a, a sequence on a bridge... Or but the, that's the, the end the, of the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't think I saw the end. I think I was at Josh's, and we had been watching a lot of Happy Madsen films, as is his, uh, <laughs> as is his nature. I as guess is we, tradition. we watched the one where Kevin James is um, a fighter. What they call him? Oh, well, here the comes UFC the fighter. the boom. Yeah, UFC. <laughs> um, yeah, we, so we watched that, and then we watched. Um, <laughs> As the night got on, the films got progressively worse, and I think we just kept them running while we were sleeping. Um, and I woke up, and I think I had to leave before uh, the zookeeper had run its course, so I missed the ending, but a lot of oh, it was very familiar. Really... Yeah, this was after your birthday, wasn't it? <clears throat> I think it was after your birthday. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would say I, I'd forgotten a lot of it, but um, I watched it this morning, Um checked in with Josh and he said oh you know I've just watched it I didn't think it was that bad <laughs> and I was 10 minutes into it and I was like no I'm pretty sure it's that bad <laughs> this opening 10 minutes have not been giving me a good impression no. um, I don't think it's that good I'm I don't not saying think it's a masterpiece Jack <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can say it requires the that you just can just say it's not good it's not good <laughs> It's not great. I'm not saying it's good. Again, it's you're just... giving it too much credit. You've <laughs> elevated from good to great. And it doesn't it doesn't need that. You can just say it's not great. It's not good. It's it's not it's fantastic. Barely, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's barely adequate. It's yeah. <laughs> How many times did you laugh? Oh me. Any of you. I mean I've got one laugh. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> There's one joke I quite liked, but that's it. Yeah. Um, let me what just quickly... Oh, we'll go, please go into your joke. Um, the joke that I liked was the uh, reptile guy having a license plate that's all S's. <laughs> I, did, I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even see that! No, I didn't yeah, even that's it. Maybe, that's maybe, it. maybe this film is more layered than I expected it to be. <laughs> I mean, maybe, one. Yeah, you've got to look out for them visual jokes, because sometimes those <laughs> will be the ones that get you. I genuinely thought that was the funniest thing in the film to me. That, and I quite liked, but this was like an incredulous scoffing laugh mm. of like, I can't believe that this was in a script. Yes, yes. Um, which is when he's talking to the ex-boyfriend and he said, what's up? 
and the guy reacts with everything with no explanation. He just says <laughs> everything is up, and then it moves on. And I was like, oh, okay, so you just that was in the script and that was okay. You know, yeah, nothing. you know that was uh, that was a moment. Um, <laughs> can I, I just want to quickly say the other family films because this oh. is a family film. Yeah, it really. There's is. Is. a is... lot of urination and yeah. uh, mating talk in this <laughs> family film. Yeah, that's what you do. Which I as encourage. A family. Yeah, yeah exactly. which I encourage because that's um, natural. But yeah, the other family films of 2011, we had, of course, the aforementioned, well, the off, the afore referenced, mm. uh, we bought a zoo. <gasps> we bought a zoo. So we a big... bought a zoo. <laughs> it was a big year for zoo movies. Yeah. Um, uh, not to be repeated until 2017 when you got the zookeeper's wife. Um, you got the Muppets, <laughs> the uh, uh, Jason Siegel's The Muppets. Oh, uh, I love that one. Johnny English Reborn. Mm. Like, what if Johnny English, but again? Um, like Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, you know, kind of falling into a similar vein of this and We Bought a Zoo. Mr. Popper's Penguins. <laughs> I forgot about that film. What if Jim Carrey had penguins in a New York apartment? Is that actually what that film is about? <laughs> Didn't they yeah, already is. do that with um, Pet Detective? Yeah, but nah. This he's time, it's, this got, time he's, he's just is more it's more niche because it's just, like Pet Detective was all animals. This is just like what if it was just penguins? Just penguins, and instead of uh, that being a small element of Pet Detective, where there's a much larger, more interesting plot, the entire plot of this is what if a guy had penguins in his apartment? <laughs> Look, there are only I... so many ideas for films in the world, Ashley. <laughs> I've had, right. At a certain point, at a certain point, it has just to be what if a guy? I mean, it worked for Joe's apartment. What if a guy had a load of cockroaches? Worked for downsizing. What, what if, if people if got small? smaller? Yeah, I'm being I, um, uncharitable. You're right. I I just want to say that because I, I I've seen Mr. Popper's Penguins twice. Yeah, and, <laughs> twice. Uh, <laughs> and, um, well, it's my, not just Mr. Popper's Penguin. No, no. Yeah, uh, my favorite part of it is at the end when uh, uh, Jim Carrey is trying to um, prove to the world that he is capable of looking after these penguins in his New York apartment. Um, Wait, uh, is there like a court case? No, but there's um, a man from Animal Control who's like, I'm going to take these penguins. And then okay. try to like, rescue them in Central Park. Um, and <laughs> Angela Lansbury's there. Right. And <laughs> she in the cast? Uh, she is. Um, oh. And uh, she's, she's, had a, she's had bad dealings with Mr. Popper earlier on in the film. And um, right. she sees him and she goes, oh... Papa, what are you doing here? As it's you, I expected something to do with personal gain. <laughs> <It's> just... What? <laughs> That's quite a good line. It's just a very interesting line. It's, I mean, it's a film that was supposed to be directed by Noah Baumbach, so, you know. What? what a... <laughs> now, I don't want to take us on too much of a sidebar, but is this film advocating for keeping... Exotic animals in no, an apartment no, no, where no. they're clearly it, not catered for. In a you've got it way. all wrong because at the end, <laughs> at the end, Popper and his family they travel to the Antarctica with the penguins 
and uh, they allow them to live with their own kind. That's good. That's good. He, st- Where did he, he does get sound like a drug from? dealer. Um, his dad left him to him when what? his dad died. What? Why is his dad? <laughs> okay. Truly, happily, Papa Penguin. <laughs> it's next season. You heard it here first. I need to watch that movie. Yeah, same. You've really sold it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it twice. <laughs> I, I, I could watch it a third time. Mm. So, um, Ash- uh, oh yes, uh, get my carry on. <laughs> I was going to say, so Ashley, you laughed one and a half times. Is that? Correct? I mean, an incredulous laughing scoff. It wasn't the. Cons- it was the notion that they'd left it as it was, rather than the actual yeah, yeah. constructed joke. But yes, one in- and I didn't laugh verbally at the the hissing uh, <laughs> license plate. Oh, it's- so maybe you just appreciate point five laughs. I mean, like that's not two point five. That's two zero point five laughs. So, so one like, laugh. One laugh. We talking one. Yeah, laugh? I think uh, together you, we can say that it was one laugh. Okay. Although I didn't audibly laugh. That's fine. Maybe it's a 0.75, because, yeah, I count that. Anyway, getting too deep into that. Okay, so how let's many, say one. How many times did you laugh, Josh? Uh, well, Jack, uh, Jack oh. you, did you say you had one? I had one, though. No, it's probably more of like a 0.5. Okay. Um, which is uh, just um, when when Leslie Bibb, uh, uh, Paul Blart's ex Fiance, not fiance, <laughs> Paul Blart, isn't he? When Paul Blart's ex uh, girlfriend uh, turns, she's she's back. She's at the uh, wedding zoo party, um, uh, yeah. and uh, and he's all sort of flustered about it. And um, she asks him, "What are the odds of getting a private tour?" And he just quickly responds with, "Not good, not good at all." <laughs> Which I was just like, "Oh, that's that's kind of just like." A funny sort of um, response, mm. um, and it, it, I liked that they also just didn't pick it up to where he's like, "Oh, you meant from me," or like anything like that. He's just like so, like no, not good at all. Just didn't and, shut it down. Yeah, and I think this also leads back to what was said earlier about how zoos are the only form of entertainment. They really are <laughs> because, like, they've just been at a sort of nighttime zoo party, and they're going to come back the next day. To the for, zoo for more zooness. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Listen, they were looking ahead to, they were foreseeing <coughs> the era of COVID where social venues are closed for oh, yeah. zoos. Well, they were also, you know, they probably want to see them, them eagles. They want to see, but they're not even released yet. Yeah, well, they, you know, they've got that anticipation. They've seen the bus ad. Yeah, you, you don't go to a football match after kickoff. You know, you arrive before, you scope out the area. You yeah, get, this is like two weeks the... before. You telling me people go to a zoo, for, a camp out in the zoo for two weeks to Listen, see two fucking I, this eagles? Is, this is, a, a zoo this is... I volunteered at was <laughs> getting some giant anteaters, which are some of my favourite animals. I love yeah. giant anteaters. I love all the anteaters actually, but giant anteaters <laughs> are particularly impressive. Is it because um, they're big? Uh, yeah, and I, I would go and check out the enclosure, even though they hadn't arrived yet, and just be like, oh, I can't wait to see them romping around in that. Like people waiting outside the Apple store. Yeah, waiting for a release. Outside game for like the next Halo You're or whatever. wanking outside of this. You've put things into a very dodgy yeah. spin here. 
You've no, no, absolutely no <laughs> masturbation was. Done I don't in. think Leslie Bibb and Stefana de la Cruz are sitting outside that eagle enclosure, just uh, touching themselves. <laughs> well, we don't thought. know because we never got to see. We didn't. Well, because well, I don't think they even made it there because a lion <laughs> came and roared at them. Yeah. Right. Um... Okay. I, I, I've got a got to step in here and offer you know my unique angle that I can bring to this yes, program. Yes, please, please, please. Everything they did was wrong. You don't no. run. You don't run from a lion. You run um, towards it with a big stick. You don't do that either. You stand no. your ground. I thought you were just going to say that you don't run a zoo like this. <laughs> well, you also don't do that. So don't do anything true. that they're doing in the zoo where, like, you're putting a gorilla in a concrete pit and in the dark for some reason. For shame. For, for shame. Ten yeah. Years. yeah, it's basically it's like an prison. animal prison. Animal yeah. prison. That's an, they they, they reference an animal prison. That the events that caused the gorilla to be put in that pit happened ten years ago. I know. That gorilla <laughs> has been in that pit for ten years. Seemingly mute, if we're to believe like well, the way all, the Well, all the animals are seemingly mute. Until, oh, yeah. Yeah, until they true. open until up, they reveal their terrible secret. It's funny all those times where you know animals have been killed. Never once did they scream, "Don't kill me," <laughs> because it would break the code. The code, the very important code that they break for Kevin James. Yeah, but also, you know break what? accidentally. <laughs> no, but this is the thing, right? So I never. I've watched this film twice now, possibly three times. <laughs> And this oh, is it's wild I... that I've watched Mr. Popper's Penguins twice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I am deranged, Jack. You're a vaguely normal person. Um, I noticed something this time that I'd never noticed, mostly because I, this is another one I watched with my housemate. And he said, oh, does he hit his head and then start hearing animals talk? And I was like, no, they just start talking. He does, in fact, hit his head. <laughs> But they talk. Oh! Be- but they do talk before he hits his head. They talk to each other before that he hits his head. Yeah, they talk to each other, but that could yeah. just be fanciful. No, no I, mean... I, I think no, because it, it's set up in the world of the film that the animals can talk before he hits his head. Yeah, you you well... had me for a second there, Josh. But the fact that Jack rightly points out that they're talking before he hits his head. Just sorry, that evaporates this theory that it's all in his, yeah, in his like, dented brain. Yeah, no. Well, no. I, right, okay, right. There are certain events that happen in the universe that send back theoretical the universe particles. of the film or the no universe. in in the world, in the real world there are in, there in are world we're talking zookeeper. There's no the in this world. In real world, there there are certain events that possibly. Scientists don't know yet, could send back tachyons or tachyons back through time uh, and foreshadow their coming. So, what I'm saying is that head hit could have been so hard and so important that literal particles that can travel faster than the speed of sound, or no, faster than the speed of light, got sent back in time. And made the animals talk before the head hit happened. Because it's such a seismic shift in how the world works. No. (laughs) 
Josh, I'm not going to say I'm I've been swayed over to your side, but wow. I'm now on the fence. <laughs> yeah. It will take a little bit more to me. You're to... a talking animal libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a filthy I'm a filthy centrist when it comes to do animals talk we or not. You should try and get Joe Rogan on. He'd clear it up. They make a good point about parrots talking. That's true. So I, I, you know, um, despite Josh's bullshit theory, um, <laughs> it's not bullshit. I have no, Death Grip sang I a song have, about it. Uh, uh, I have issues with the animals talking in this movie. I don't like a film where they're just like, we can talk, we just choose not to. Um, even you know, as a kids' movie, I would prefer if he hit his head and he could talk to the animals. Like I like mm. it in Doctor Doolittle, he's the only one who can do it. Yeah. They don't talk. He can talk to the animals. This is like like Ashley said earlier, like any animal who's been killed has never just said, No, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, just, it's like true. and they it just I know this is a film for kids, but there is some logic with it that I just can't get behind. You've got to think about it, like jockeys smacking horses and they don't go, ow, 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 ow. Or, what, you know, donkeys that get worked to death. Mm, yes. What, I mean, what they need to do is have a, um, a scene, like an x-ray. So when Kevin mm. James whacks his head, some very primitive lobe that is buried <laughs> in the human brain. The blart lobe. The blart lobe gets activated, <laughs> and that's our animal part that allows us to communicate with all the other animals who also have this lobe. That's true. Actually, you raise a good point, and one that I'd forgotten is that when I was at university, I hit my head very hard <laughs> by attempting to run through some double doors in halls and jumping up at the same time and doing a drop kick, but instead I hit my head on the lintel above. Is that the word? The bit above a door. The door frame. Door frame. Yeah, door yeah. frame, but then there's the bit but anyway, I hit it very hard and there was there was blood, but I didn't go to the hospital. I just went out clubbing instead. And And you found um, you could walk with the animals. What's it? Talk <laughs> yes. with the animals. Squeak and run and squawk with the animals. And Red. they can talk. Well, now I know that you're looking up the lyrics because no one can remember the line after Squawk. I think if anyone I wish, can, it's Jack. I wish I was looking up the lyrics because I definitely made some of that up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, ever since then, I've been able to talk to God. Oh, how's she doing? I mean, fine. Really? Everything that's going on and she's fine. It's a god, isn't it? Didn't didn't care. Uh, I suppose mm. it's true. Mm. Um, I also have a dent in my head, but uh, no <laughs> mental illnesses uh, are coming from that. I'm glad to say. Would you say talking to God is a mental illness? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, um, getting back to uh, the motion picture. <laughs> um, Do I you want to know how many times I laughed? Oh yes, seven point five. Fucking hell. <laughs> Okay, list them off. List them off, Mr. Laugh Guy. All right. Laugh number one, the DVD menu. <laughs> that doesn't count. No, it counts. It counts. If, it I, counts. Can, if, if I can complain I, I about movie IQ. 
So the DVD menu is... Oh, I should have got a picture, but it's basically like it's got a little border around it of all the all the main animals. And then in the middle is a little screen. But the first thing you see when you load it up is just Kevin James's screaming face. <laughs> As he's... Look, this is what makes me think that this is the most important moment of the film, is the first shot they show you on the DVD menu is his screaming face as he jumps forward and hits his head. No. This is the linchpin of the film. Maybe that's anyway. an early draft of the script, is that's how it happened, and then they got lazy and just said, ah, no, let's just what? do some voiceover. No, they got shot down by big head trauma. It doesn't make sense that there would be scenes where the animals talk while Kevin James is not around. It's like mm-hmm. in Hunchback of Notre Dame, when uh, he's talking to the gargoyles, he's talking to them, and then when someone else shows up, they're just stone. Wait, what? Those gargoyles weren't real? They weren't. This is bullshit. That changes everything. It's in the film. All right, fine. <laughs> well, all right. Um, yeah, so that's the first laugh. Point five laugh. I can't remember who says this. I imagine it's KJ. It could be someone else. But someone says, like, they had a sick raccoon. Sick. That's KJ when he's talking okay. about the, um, uh, the uh, like, ranch that he was offered the job at yeah missouri i thought that was quite good um i think this is from the bit when he's giving the speech and he's gone weird and he's go he says something along the lines of it is it is hot my elbows are sweating mm-hmm. i just yeah. always like it when kj goes off on those weird little he's nervous and just starts mumbling oh <laughs> mumbling his, his improv work is fantastic is, yeah. and you can always tell when it's improv work because it's always it's always always so good so much better so much better than the base script (laughs) there isn't a script uh one laugh just adam sandler doing his monkey voice for the first time because i completely forgot what voice he did in this oh i really hate that monkey voice it's extremely terrible i really don't like it at all so we're we're at two are we or three um we are currently at three yes right uh, all right, three point five. Um, my Rudolph going. I like muffins. Can I get a hay now? Okay. Those, before we go on to your next, like, I need to get this off my chest. The voice work in this film, yeah, is abhorrent. Yeah, it's absolutely atrocious. It's like, and it's so many good people. I'm gonna read off the list of all the voices in this movie. Nick Nolte as Bernie the gorilla. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone as Joe the lion. Yeah. Adam Sandler as Donald the capuchin, played yeah. beautifully by Crystal the monkey. Um, Judd Apatow as Barry the elephant. Mm. Cher as Janet the lioness. Mm. Janet. <laughs> John Favreau as Jerome a, a bear. Phase on Love is Bruce a bear. A bear. Maya Rudolph as Molly a giraffe. Yeah. Uh, Bess Rutan as Sebastian a grey wolf, who is mm. uh, he? He's um, that's the guy who plays the sergeant at the beginning of uh, Paul Blart Mallcop. Who's like, <gasps> oh, um, that guy. Yeah. He comes back um, for here comes the boom. Don't you worry, baby. Don Rickles as Jim uh, a bullfrog. Uh, and Jim Brewer as uh, Spike, 
a crow. Um, I hate the voice work in this movie. I absolutely, it all sounds like they were really pressed for time yeah, when record. Totally. Like all the all the voice work sounds like they were reading the script really fucking fast, especially Stallone. Yeah. Um, and share to be honest like it, it was truly shit and yet they had time to close on all the animals <laughs> singing a song and it's like not they sing their... more than a feeling yeah, yeah not just in their actor voices but in their animal character voices which makes it really pleasant to listen to it's also just like there's the effects on the animals mouths are so shit like I, that was one of my big notes. Is like the the faces and the heads of the animals are like. I remember when cats first came out, and all who the do, do you? Who do you remember that? Do you? Yeah, you remember that moment in your life. <laughs> it's honestly a defining moment. It's a moment we shared together. Yeah, we went and saw it together. But before <laughs> we went and saw it together on Christmas Eve or whatever it was, it was some night like Christmas Eve. Um, I saw all the reviews from the from the press screenings, where I think the main one I read was from Casper Salmon. Mm-hmm. That's a person. Yeah, and they were saying that like at certain points, like the faces shift off the heads, or like <laughs> they shift around the head, so like suddenly a character will turn his head down, but the face will stay up. And oh, things like yeah. that, and that yeah. was happening all the time in this film, like well, where people, one... where like a bear would turn left, but the face would continue looking at well, you. Is, it, it Nightmarish. Reminded, it reminded me of the other uh, um, awful cat movie of 2019, uh, The Lion King, um, mm. where you know it is very hard to get this right to make these photorealistic or actual animals look like they're speaking and be part of the movie world it's yeah it is just it's very it's very dull to watch these scenes where the animals are talking yeah and, they're extremely bad you know if that's that's sort of the big selling point of this movie i mm. guess i you really get to yeah. hear sylvester stallone <laughs> sing more than a feeling this is why I'm a big advocate. They should have done it with Lion King. They should have done it with Cats and this movie. Is you just have the animals make their natural noises and you subtitle. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I. 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 Yeah. I. I. I think it's actually some of the worst things we've seen in a happy. Not in like offensive, but just worst sort of filmmaking we've seen in a happy yeah. Madison movie is just the use of the animals in this movie. It's. So shit, and I'll get on to uh, more reasons why um, the use of the animals in this movie isn't great. Ooh, oh, cool! Oh, yeah. That I mean, that sounds like it's actually going to be very uncool. Uh, but I'm excited to hear what it is. Big same. But I'm Josh, why, what's with the sorry? Uh, what's with the monkey favoritism? Why do they list the uh, the monkey that acted out? The monkey, but the other animals, they don't say this animal was performed. Well, some, some of them they do, um, but Crystal the monkey is it was quite a popular monkey at the time. Because Crystal the monkey also appears in um, The Hangover Part 2. 
Oh, yeah. um, it uh, Crystal was in the Night at the Museum movies. Uh, she's been all around. She's in an episode George of the Jungle. In the she's in George of the Jungle. She was in really? the Doctor Doolittle. She's quite old then. She's in American Pie. She was a regular on um, uh, the TV series uh, Animal Practice, starring uh, Ken Jeong from this movie. Oh, wow. Um, so her and she's... Ken Jeong have been together like loads. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's grabbed, she's grabbed his penis. <laughs> 2011 is a big year for Crystal because she has The Hangover Part 2. She's in an episode of The Big Bang Theory. Wow. She's in Zookeeper. And she's also in We Bought a Zoo. Fucking hell. So, you know, she's... Share it out. I mean, that's this... like... She's getting all the roles. You know, she's everyone talks a... about... Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, everyone talks about Brendan Fraser doing, like, 1999. <laughs> But this is whatever that capuchin's name was. Crystal the monkey. Crystal the monkey. 2011. Her year. Her time to shine. Uh, and I, I should say that on uh, Animal Practice, um, a show that was cancelled due to low... And also, I'm wrong, it wasn't Ken Jeong. It was, of course, Andy Kirk. It was Andy Kirk. Andy Kirk. Justin Kirk. I apologize again. Justin Kirk. He was on Weeds. Um, uh, I, I'm, I've I don't got... care about his private life. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got I got Animal Practice mixed up with Ken Jeong's show Doctor Ken. Um, uh, very um, different names. They are, but it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 two shows about sort of medicine that I won't watch. Um, I also thought she might have been Annie's boobs on Community, but she's not. Oh, she's um, not. No, but uh, for Animal Practice, uh, in the nine episodes that she did appear in, that uh, the show, the whole show, she made twelve thousand dollars per episode. What? Where does it go? To the owner? No, to Crystal. I would uh, love to see a film about. I hope Crystal's not dead, but if she is... Crystal Almost is certainly. Almost Chris, certainly Crystal, is. Twen- Crystal is 26 years old. Oh, that's nice. So she'll be going soon. <laughs> She's owned by a man called Tom Gunderson. Gunderson? <laughs> yeah, Tom Gunderson. That's a fairly normal surname. I feel like that's a name that someone has in Paul Blart Moorcock too. <laughs> it might be. Might be. They it's do a like web of <laughs> real web of connections here between. Um... Oh, sorry, it's Saul Gundermut. That's <laughs> <laughs> Gundermut. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, um... for, for for you know exciting news. If you if you want to know more about Tom Gunderson, him and Crystal and uh, director Betty Thomas made an appearance on the Howard Stern show in uh, June of 1998. So yes. you can go dig that episode up and hear um, Crystal talk about her career. That's cool. Yeah, I really want to see a film about like when she gets to the point where she might die. Like, all her children sort of battling over the inheritance. Mm, yes, yeah. Like, yeah. a monkey version of Knives Out. Sorry, she is Annie's boobs in Community. I missed that. I um, thought so. Yeah. Yeah, so she does work with Ken Jeong a lot. <laughs> They've just got a report. They got chatting on set and they really liked each other, so now they tell each off. other about work that's coming up. I wonder if they've Apparently had an affair. She, she's been in an MCU movie. 
She's everywhere. What MCU movie? (laughs) She's in one of the MCU short movies called All Hail the King. Brilliant. (laughs) What's that about? Is that about Wakanda? No, it's about um, Ben Kingsley's character from Iron Man 3. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm glad because I was about to say Capuchins are not indigenous to Africa. So that would have been a very bad move on their part. Well, we don't know about Wakanda, though. It's in Africa. It's definitely not in South America. Yeah, but we don't know about the native, the local. Fauna. So this this species of monkey will be found in Central South America and a single country in Africa. Some, <laughs> yeah, it somehow. Be. It could be. No. I also feel like you don't get Crystal the monkey to be in like a serious role. She seems to be quite a well, comedic. It depends how much uh, money. Presence. Typecast. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's the, she's you know she's the Carol Burnett of her day. <laughs> yeah, I wish I got the reference. But you know it's fine. Um, <laughs> next, so yeah, the, so I like muffins. Can I get a hay now? That was a scoff. That wasn't a laugh. But zero, still zero point five. One laugh. Pob crying in the bath. I don't remember that. <laughs> it's in the scene. So he first hears the animals talk and he gets all freaked out. And then he's at oh, home yeah. and he oh, tries yes. to cope with it by like going on an elliptical trainer for a bit. Really He, he watches an really episode of hard, Sabrina the yeah. Teenage Witch. Which is... Yeah, but um, screams. Uh, which is uh, written... It's ironic. Uh, it's, uh, which, uh, you know, featuring the star... Well, featuring the writer of this movie, Nick Bake. Yeah. No, while, we're on the subject, while we're on the subject of uh, Sabrina and animals, I really liked the episode where uh, Tim Curry played a frog. Just thought, <laughs> just thought I'd get that out there. Very thank, good episode. He was very you. good at that as that frog. Thank Do you, you think, for standing up for this frog was shit? Frog. There was a frog in this movie. It was awful. Do you think um, <laughs> Nick Bake, who portrayed Salem on Sabrina, wrote this movie because of his experience voicing an animal? A hundred percent, yes. Okay, that's all. Do you think he was sad that he didn't go to act in it? He is in it. Oh fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Who does he he play? He's like um, the other guy who works at the zoo, the one who has the weird eye thing. Okay, okay. What was that like? I can't tell you what that uh, is. (laughs) (laughs) I have a theory. I have a theory about this guy. When we see him, (laughs) he is. Just completely surrounded by flies. I believe he is a disciple of Beelzebub. Ooh! Um, and that he is the satanic evil presence in this movie. <laughs> he never speaks. Oh, shit. He never speaks. He barely is in the film. He's just in a couple of scenes where he stands around awkwardly and silently. And in the first instance, completely encased in flies. So you think, right, that the animal thing isn't to do with head hitting. It isn't that all animals can speak. It's that all of the animals in this zoo are possessed by, by Frankie, the Beelzebub zookeeper. Yes. Also, also <laughs> do you think that the reason he doesn't speak in this movie is because his voice is trapped inside a small black cat? <gasps> Fuck. That's also true. Or his mouth is full of bees. Maybe this is just that one guy's hell. He like <laughs> in, in in life he hated animals, so in <laughs> hell his punishment is his voice, his means of speaking, the most human feature, mm. our voice, our ability to communicate, is taken away from him and given to a cat, mm. and all 
Meanwhile, he is mocked by a parade of talking animals. And his voice is trapped in the TV. Yes. <laughs> well, I in like a cat. That. In a cat yeah, in a cat TV on show. The TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've blown this wide open. <laughs> Carrying on. Another yes. one. Another big uh, mystery solved. <laughs> solved. We're gonna get. We're gonna finally unravel this film. Um, my next laugh shouldn't really count, but I think it does. Um, which is that when the wolf was pissing, I started thinking about the new trend of piss memes. Explain. Okay, you have to elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know what this is. So this might remember this is set in a certain time for a lot of listeners who might be listening in the future, and they need to really know. Well, they'll know which... exactly what piss memes are. Then they'll they'll be. No, all but like... they have to. Which piss meme? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, for instance, um, so I follow an account on instagram that all of you should called trash can paul mm-hmm. and there's one here that's sonic the hedgehog but he's got a six pack and he's coming out the shower and <laughs> like... i mean i've seen a lot of stuff like that that doesn't sound particularly unique uh but the but the speech bubble is are you frying chicken baby haha <laughs> just kidding you make a lot of noise when you pee i like that Oh, I have seen that now. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. But the about. thing is, you're talking... You're like, oh, it's the piss meme and not the <laughs> Sonic coming out of the shower meme, which might be a no, bit... No, um, can right, I just I say, can... I haven't seen that meme. I've had it described to me now, <laughs> and I hope I never see that meme. It's really good. No, or, no. It's, it's I've got another one here. It's... I've got another one here, which is just a guy standing by a waterfall, and it says, sometimes I just be pissing. Okay, but now you're. So, is there a correlation between the two, or just in general? No, there's I'm been tell- an increase right. in piss memes. I've noticed there's been an increase in piss memes and like poo poo. Can I can I just say like on on oh, the I on, don't on, like because I I I like to rein you in on the meme chat because I don't like memes that much. <laughs> um, but fully vaccinated people can piss in the sink without a mask. You saw it here first. Um, so I'm telling you, piss memes are a big thing now, I'm, uh, and they make me laugh. I'm gonna say I hated <laughs> the piss joke in this movie. Oh yeah, really... where he pisses on the wolf. Or I don't when like he pisses that. In the plot. I don't like that. I don't like when he exposes himself to two colleagues. Um, yeah, that, was that really weird. upset me. Um, Didn't like it when he acted like a bear in front of a bunch of uh, children. Oh. oh, that was good. I just, I. I is, I find it re- I find it really weird that this family film has a scene in which he turns around and shows his penis to two colleagues who he knows are there. Yeah, but it's not. It, he just he was putting it in. He just wasn't it's, quick enough it's on not, the draw. It's not that hard to put it in. <laughs> well, don't or it, you know he, what? It's not. It's not. It's not. It's member. not that hard to not turn around when it's out. That's a fair that's point. That's true. That's that, fair yeah, point. that's the thing. It's it's yeah. walking a weird line between like like in a kids film, you imagine that hot, like everything's blown out of proportion obviously for comedic yeah. effect. And so you've got him being startled, so he turns round and he's like, "Whoa!" And I suppose when you're a kid, you're like, "Oh, that's funny. He didn't put his wing away." His dick in his pants. But then you watch this as a 32-year-old man as I am, post me tooing and 
you know, specifically. He should lose his Louis job C. as K. head zookeeper. What, what, yeah, yeah. What, what Josh is saying is we're now living in a time where uh, males are expected to act like decent human beings. Yeah. And his behavior is counter to that. Not pull out their pee pee and do a piss piss on a wolf. And also, well, I, I think that was a very clever metaphor about <laughs> human dominance. And when you think about oh, it, that's true. one of our big rivals in the Ice Age was the wolf. Mm. They were a fellow group predator yes. who were very successful. They're found throughout the world in many different climes and continents, as mm. uh, were we. Uh, but we came out on top in the end. We bent them to our will. And this... <laughs> scene of Kevin James urinating on this wolf is just really highlighting that and a very clever little metaphor. So this is the ultimate, like, we did it, we're on top. It's a very, I mean, it's a very pro-human film. Yeah. The gorilla is obsessed with human culture. He goes to TGI Fridays, he doesn't order any human food we, for some no. reason. We, we, he just wants oranges. We suspect there is a deleted scene in which the gorilla goes on a <laughs> roller coaster. Yes, well, we have that evidence. We've unearthed. There is the a, there is a poster for the motion picture where the gorilla is on a roller coaster. <laughs> here's here's a crazy. Now this is wild speculation here. Yes, but come with me on a little mental thought experiment. Perhaps this. Um, I can see them. They're open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so perhaps. This film had uh, a little bit of financial backing from a theme park mm. where they shot the scenes where um, this was happening. Maybe they saw the film and they said, actually, you know what? This film is shit. We don't want you. But no, no, that no, doesn't make sense because there is, because uh, <laughs> obviously they had financial backing from TGI Fridays. Yeah, and, I was going to say. Or well, maybe TGI just has a lower standard. No, no, it's no. TGI, TGI Fridays, Fridays has very high all. standards. What are you talking about? Or maybe that someone died at the um, at the theme park and they were like, okay, we got to separate from the theme park. Cut that scene. Because someone's now died on that roller coaster. <laughs> And we don't While wearing remind, an ape costume. While wearing an ape costume. We don't want to remind the public of that. We'll be <laughs> crucified online. We should say... Well, I was going to say, right, like... Sorry, Jack. No, I was just going to say that, like, you know, only a fine establishment like TGI Fridays would hire someone like Jackie Sandler to be a waitress. Oh, my God, there she is. <laughs> Favoring my, my theory that Jackie Sandler is only in the bad ones of these... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying this is a bad one because you know what, Jack? It is a bad one. You I mean, should it, say that. Um, based on my uh, my laugh count and my list based on that laugh count, once I can fucking get through Letterbox UI. Yeah, I mean, it's probably beating you know the pianist for uh, laughs. <laughs> this is the seventh funniest film we've watched. But it's not, Josh. I only laughed <laughs> once. I get, yeah. I guess one if laugh that. is from the DVD menu. Half a laugh is about piss memes that aren't even in the film. So... Have you have you gone through all your laughs yet? No. Oh, there's more. Yeah, <laughs> there's more. Point uh, five laugh when they're at the wedding, and there's a random French guy chasing after Pop, going, "Monsieur, Monsieur." I yeah, I don't, I, again, I don't know if you can really like chalk that up to the film as like being. I don't think they were doing that to be funny. 
Yeah, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> that's not the that's point. That's just you laughing at you, that's just you <laughs> laughing at a Frenchman. <laughs> After you had a go what? at me at laughing at um you don't mess with the Zohar. <laughs> that's different. That's different, Jack. You know it's different. I'm not gonna say why because I can't think. But yeah. Uh one laugh. Your name's Gail, that's a woman's name. I really and don't I want oh, to I really oh, don't I want like to that. caveat that. I want to caveat that. I'm laughing because it is terrible. And mm. also because up until this point, Ken and I had been watching it. Ken is my housemate. We'd been watching it and he sat through what I would say are some of the worst ones with me. He sat through This one. This one. He sat through um uh Eight Crazy Nights. He sat through Click. Uh, there was another one. All of those are both of those are much better than this. Yeah, but <laughs> they also include a lot of offensive things. Yes, a lot, a lot of offensive things. And what uh, Ken and I were discussing is that this film, up until like I think about twenty minutes into the film, we were talking about like you know what, like this is quite like nice. Like nothing really. It's so nice when Kevin James exposes himself to two women. It's that so, hadn't happened, but that it has. It, happened ha- it happens both. before this moment. Yeah, before this moment, but not twenty minutes in. Okay. And also, like, it's an accidental exposure. It's not. Yeah, it's played for laughs. I'm not. I'm not taking it. I really yeah. don't like that moment. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, it's not a. It's not a malicious exposition. It's a. It's an accident. Yeah, you know what? Nice. He, it, it, I don't like how stupid he is in this movie. I think that's one of my biggest problems with this film. He is very. Stupid. He's re- like the fact, like when he pisses in the in the restaurant, I find that really upsetting. Like, yeah, that is. Well, he's got a head wound, Jack. He can hear animals talking. He, we've established, <laughs> Josh, that that is not the case. <laughs> it is it's true. Like, no, it doesn't make sense if the animals talk when he's not around. End, it's in end his up. imagination. No, no, it's the end of the story, Josh. Okay. This film, well, he is so <laughs> I thought we'd... fucking dumb in this movie that I really like. It, it's just not fun to watch. Like he's yeah. dumb as Paul Blart, but at least he just he doesn't do like the worst things over and over. Yeah, Jeez, I think right. the, his biggest crime in this is falling in love with uh, someone who really. It's really horrible to him. Yeah, really nasty. And like, does she have a job? Because yeah, she's, like, she she was she went to with school. How much money? She was at she was, des- she was at design school, and oh, yeah. and I guess she's like a designer or like a stylist now. Maybe. And she's worrying about the money that her spouse is bringing in. <laughs> she should be bringing in top dollar. Well, that's you know, that's not true. It's never. It's never explicitly said that she's worried about money. It is only inferred that she's worried about, like, status. Yes. Because she keeps saying that, like... He has potential. You have potential. You just need to apply yourself. Also, what fucking potential does he have? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was a pretty successful car dealership guy yeah. when he moved on to that job so maybe that's the potential she saw she saw those cars sell who... themselves i know but in this universe nimmer was selling like... those cars my yeah. favorite character in the movie nimmer nimmer yeah the one who walks with him quickly to go to sell uh, cars yeah. and he's yeah. like no leave them alone nimmer 
It's good stuff. If ever there was a character who was undeserving of having a name, um, it's probably that one. But yeah, it's in this universe, it's given like, you know, if you can sell expensive cars, you're a man of status who's clearly very skilled. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's again like this is a family film, and I think it just has these really weird values to the teacher's kids, um, like this idea that like car salesman is like the highest job you can aspire to like like yeah. that is that is the that is the way to make money and you know but you'll be happiest as a lowly zookeeper you'll be happiest <laughs> yeah we were talking about and we were like i mean ashley you'll know mm-hmm. you'll have a better idea but like there can't be that many zookeeping jobs in america well, there's like a zoo in every state, right? Yeah, sorry. Why Why the emphasis on in America? Well, cause, just because it's set there. Is, it, is this, wait, wait, is this like the emphasis that Rosario Dawson puts on at one point when she tells <laughs> tells Kevin James that she has a, she's got, she's been offered a job at the Nairobi Zoo in Africa? In Africa. <laughs> well, te- technically in Kenya, which is in the continent. Well, exactly, but... Yeah, I, I know, and I looked up that zoo, two stars. No one's going to be excited to get a job offer at that zoo. No one gives a shit about African just... zoos. No offence, African zoos. No one gives a shit because you can just drive out to the country and see the animals in the world I just killing each other. And that's a lot more exciting. That is fun. Anytime they mention Nairobi again, in my mind, I just went, in Africa. In Africa? <laughs> that is yeah. 100% in because they were worried that if they said Nairobi in Kenya, they would... The, the average pub enjoyer may not know where that is oh i should do they need to though what who cares like you say in kenya and then either they get that or they don't and it adds nothing trust me if i think the average pop viewer will hear the words nairobi and assume that is not in wisconsin (laughs) or boston i don't know there's a savannah in uh, america nairobi Mm. sounds more exotic that's true. Um, well, I I forgot. I I didn't. I I wouldn't count this as a laugh, but it was a sort of like, that's an odd thing to say in a script, which is um, <laughs> when Rosario Dawson says to Ken Jeong, she goes, "I'm taking a job in Nairobi," and he just goes, "Why?" Yeah, that's <laughs> extremely strange. <laughs> Ken Jeong in it for two scenes. <laughs> Our lives here are so great. Why would you pass that up you for? Leave Boston. Why? Nairobi. Donnie Wahlberg's here for again two scenes. Why is Donnie Wahlberg in this movie? I reckon they filmed in Boston and he was just there. He's so he he he's in he's playing it like he's in some really serious drama. I know it's crazy. It's really like, fucking weird. Yeah, he's in like a Ken Loach abuse film i don't like him in this movie i don't know he's, he's oh, i also bad. don't like joe rogan in this movie the two villains of the film no, also extremely bad <laughs> yeah ashley is a big band of brothers fan how did you feel about lipton oh god <laughs> i didn't make the connection I know, right? And I've only just like finished a rewatch of Band of <laughs> Brothers, so I really should have got that. 
Do but it has think... been a, has been a fair few years. Yeah. Do you think he was such a bully because he nearly got his knackers blown off? You know what? It could be that. And <laughs> he could have been like, I'm not gonna let these, you know, my torn up ligaments stop me from becoming super fit. Stop me from. Poking a gorilla with a nail on a stick. Yeah, that was a weird one. And he one. gets kicked into a wall. And stays there! Yeah. Okay, here's my thing. That was not adequate punishment. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> for, what, for the crimes. If I were Kevin James, I wouldn't be going home until he was missing a finger or at least a couple of toes. Exactly. At the very least. That's because he's in he's in a rush. So... You know, you just snip off a finger or something and call it a day. Can I Can I quickly just say, on the Joe Rogan front, mm. this is the only film Joe Rogan has been in where he doesn't play himself. Is it? Yeah. Cause, I did wonder. Because the only other thing I know... Well, I know Joe Rogan from being an idiot on the internet. Um, yes. The only other things I know him from are... He was in the sitcom News Radio, which is a show I absolutely love. And he was the host of Fear Factor. Yeah. And this is his own, like, he's not really an actor. <laughs> he's yeah, like a but... host and a, and, and for some reason, when, when the Karach was sitting down being like, we need to fill this movie out with A-list talent like Rosario Dawson and Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Why don't we get Joe Rogan? to play the romantic rival. Do you know what I'm going to say it is? I don't think it's the Karach. Do you think it's I the, think it's it's the James. pub? It's the pub. <laughs> it's the pub, and it's because I think pub is has some sort of link with UFC. Because of Here I Comes think, the Boom. Because of Here Comes the Boom. Because pub... Because Kevin James used to be a wrestler at school... He was like a big wrestle boy. And I think he's friends with the other UFC guy who you mentioned earlier who's yes. in this. I think there's a whole Kevin James UFC thing going on. And I think that's I think that's the only reason Joe Rogan's in it is like he maybe he saw him at some fight and was like, Do you want to be in my new movie? What's it about? Zoos? Can I, can I tell you what Joe Rogan tweeted on the weekend of Zookeeper's release? Oh fuck, go on. Thank you, everyone that enjoyed Zookeeper. At Ken Jeong stole the movie. Dude is fucking brilliant in it. <laughs> in his two scenes. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'll say this. Four lines. I'll say this. He's not brilliant in it. No. <laughs> no, he's not. He's, he's not he's just... really that. He's not really got a comedic character. He's just doing Chang, but not as good. He's just sort True. of like, what if I was. A guy who worked in a zoo. His his saw what his character name is. Venom. Venom. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he's a reptile guy. Yeah. His mm. best his best joke is that license place joke that Ashley brought up earlier, and he doesn't even make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> you telling me? He Although I suppose it? a small amount of credit might be given to him for portraying the character who was the cause of the one thing I. <laughs> thought was amusing in this film. Yeah, maybe mm. I don't know. No, I'm not even going to give it that. That's yeah. I'm, you know that's production design all the way. Yeah, I suppose so. I um, have to say, nothing the animals said was funny in the slightest to me. 
Uh, uh, I guess they're jokes for kids because they're animals making them, but none of them were good. No, I don't think yeah, the no. the jokes from the animals aren't funny at all. The jokes in the movie aren't funny at all. No, that's the, true. The, all the jokes yeah, that we've true. sort of talked about aren't really jokes. <laughs> they aren't really jokes. Yeah, I didn't think. I I am not in any way supporting the fact that him making a joke saying your name's Gail, that's a woman's name, is funny. I was laughing because it was awful, and up until that point, if you remove the exposing yourself, this seems like quite a family-friendly, wholesome film, and then suddenly it just goes into, like, weird masculine, like, toxic masculinity. But again, Josh, I don't think you can count that as, like, a a laugh from the movie. We've talked about this before, Jack, and meta laughs count. I don't think it does. I don't think that's even a meta laugh. I think that is just a laugh of like shock. That's if if you laugh out of shock, there's still a response. Mm. It's all about how films make you feel. Mm. It made me feel something. Thank you for laughing at this sort of uh, gender-based joke. I think it's really good. I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh at the joke. I laughed. Then you didn't laugh at the joke. You didn't laugh at the joke. It's not funny. It's not a good movie. Speaking (laughs) of someone who has a woman's name, yeah. I found, yeah, I was kind of like, who cares? <laughs> if someone says, oh, you've got a woman's name, I'd be like, yeah, maybe by your cultural standards, it mm. is a woman's name. But who cares? Well, that's sort of, well, no, I mean, Gail does get a bit worked up about it. He does. He, I mean, he, he definitely, that does infuriate him. But rather than engage with it, he walks away and he cools off, which is a very smart thing to do. Yeah. While Pop screams uh, Crystal Gale at him. And I, I tell don't you what, know what that means. No, no, I didn't get that either. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get that. Uh, Crystal, if his name was... If his name was Monkey... Or Meth. Name, he'd be like, oh, Crystal the Monkey. That's good. <laughs> that would be a good meta joke. That, <laughs> that, that would have been a well, better one... meta joke than the one Josh is talking about. <laughs> it's not... Right, I'm laughing at the the situation that we find ourselves in when this joke is... I'm not giving you this joke, Josh. I I don't feel I'm not saying the film is funny. You just just said, like, it was the seventh funniest film you've seen. All right. It's the seventh funniest, meaning I laughed the seventh most times in it, but that doesn't mean the film itself is funny. You You just said it was the seventh funniest. Yes, it's the seventh funny... (laughs) All right, it's the seventh funniest one hour, 36 minutes I've sat through. Not necessarily the seventh funniest. This is a very odd scale, Josh. I don't like it. If I, if G- I laugh... Gentlemen, please, if we might move on. <laughs> I feel like we're getting nowhere. What's the, ne- what's the next work. thing you laughed at, Josh? Uh, 0.5 laugh. Kevin James's brother getting sad but acting happy when Kevin James says he hates the car job. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. That is a joke. That is a joke. No, it is a joke. It's, it, it's just like it's yeah. It, it, I, I mean, I don't. I. It's not funny. I'll say that. It's like it's just him sort of <laughs> like moving his hand like this, like yeah, sort of like tilting. Yeah, like looking it, sad. I mean, then... yeah. I guess like if you find Nat Faxon funny, then then yeah, sure. You know what? I like. I kind of do find Nat Faxon funny. Then you're I gonna really you're like... gonna love Father of the Year when we get to it. Is he in it more? Nat Faxon is the co-lead. Holy shit. Him and David Spade, your fave. 
Oh no. <laughs> I mean, like, I like that. But I really liked that Friends from College show. I thought that was quite a nice show. Not that funny. You're big. But fun. You're a big fan of the way way back. I haven't seen it. No. Well, I'm not a fan. Uh, I quite liked him in um, Yesterday. Okay. Oh, on Netflix now. I've just seen who plays Nat Faxon's wife in uh, Father of the Year. Is it Jackie Sandler? It is. <gasps> oh! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, okay. Uh, oh, final laugh. Mm-hmm. On the final 0.5. Sylvester Stallone moan singing. In the in the end credits, because he obviously just can't can't pick up a range, so he just goes like more than a feeling, <laughs> and that's it. I wasn't even sure if that was him or someone doing an impression <laughs> of him. Like they were like, "Can you sing more than a feeling for you know our little funny ending credit?" He's, he throws off his headphones in the studio booth and says, "No, I'm done. I said the <laughs> I've said the lines. Pay me. I'm leaving now." Can I? And oh, yeah. they had to get in someone to go in and impersonate. Sylvester Stallone singing that song. Can we talk about what is one of the saddest parts of that moment is just the fact that they get one of like the biggest musical icons of all time. I know. I know. <laughs> to just sort of like half ass more than a feeling. And and also like have a duet with Adam Sandler doing monkey voice. Yeah, I I too feel really bad for Nick Nolte. <laughs> oh, <laughs> No, I'm talking about Cher. <laughs> yeah, I, I was expecting, oh, well, eventually it will get to Cher and then it will get some good singing, but that didn't happen. It's just fucking mumblecore rap <laughs> shit. Are those all your laughs then? Yeah, uh, yes. I don't think any of them count, to be honest. <laughs> Can I talk about the moment of the movie that is quite nice? Because actually, I will say, there are moments of this movie that are quite nice. When? Before the animals start talking, when it's just sort of a generic rom-com, it's sort of, like, passable. It's not Mm -hmm. good, but it's sort of like, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, he's a guy who gets dumped on a beach after doing, like, a big proposal. Yeah, cool, like, fine. I also think the dance sequence with the curtains mm. is very sweet you moved oh i found it obnoxious i thought who, <laughs> Did who, so, this is very selfish to everyone else at this party <laughs> yeah, oh yeah they have I to maneuver really... around this giant these two spinning i mean figures. i mean look i'm gonna say like the the logistics of it make no sense they're swinging yeah. out of each in and out of each other's um uh like curtains and like yeah getting, like, like they'd just be tangled up in a second I don't know. I thought it was a very sweet sort of moment. Like, Rosario Dawson does not half ass this movie. No, she <laughs> fucking commits. She is strangely... Comm- but again, again, I've never seen Rosario Dawson half ass a movie. Um, like, she's fucking committed in Clerks 2. And I don't know, there's something quite like... That moment to me, I was like, if this was in a better movie, a better romantic comedy that didn't feature a monkey going, just throw poop at her! (laughs) I think that moment would be a sort of like a a highlight that we would talk about. If it was in like a Nora Ephron movie, sure. 
I, in fact, I actually think this movie is worse than it includes that moment because it is a nice moment that is wasted in this piece of shit movie. It's a bit like that scene where Rosario Dawson is dancing with the guy from Clerks 2 on the rooftop. That's a nice scene I got... in, in a otherwise like wasted movie. I was gonna it's bring like that becoming up, a trope of hers. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. It's like, what the fuck did Rosario Dawson do to someone in Hollywood that makes people put her as this role as like the super approachable, like gawky... Well, she's well, just the girlfriend role, you know. She's just. It's not even. It's not. It's not like the girlfriend. It's like the. It's the girl like who's just under their nose the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and that's super weird because she's very attractive, yeah, I... and it's not something that's easy to hide. When you think about this, how is Rosario Dawson both the second choice for Kevin James <laughs> and Brian O'Halloran? I know like... it's insane. <laughs> It's insane. And, but, yeah, at least, also, at least like um, times... at least Clerks like has that scene where Randall yells at him like how how are you always having to deal with two chicks like that's that's, that's true the, like this and is... it does also have the donkey sex scene that's the scene that <laughs> whenever Rosario Dawson was asked about the movie she was just like I read that there was a donkey show in this film and I had to sign on I had to see that. um uh, maybe that's what she did but like yeah it's very it's this really strange idea that like all right like not to like shame him but like kevin james is not a very interesting person in this movie it seems like an affable sweet guy he's passionate don't see what where this sort of romance blossoms between him and leslie bibb and rosario dawson you know what? I can see the romance happening more properly with Rosario Dawson because you know they're colleagues. Yeah. They have similar interests. They like like I think their chemistry when they're like just pals is quite good. Like they're back and forth. It I, feels I, like they're pals. I honestly like, think I think it's, they saved a life. They, say, they, they saved share. They <laughs> saved share. Did anyone watching that really expect either one of them to grab well, I guess it's a female line, so it wouldn't. But grab the <laughs> grab the testicles. I think I'm just scarred from Red Dragon. What's going oh, on? I, I thought I thought you were going on a different track, but um, I will say this: another bit of you know thing you can get from me is no way can two people lift a unconscious lioness. <laughs> Depends how much he, do, they, he does they say he lift. does say it's heavy. He does, <laughs> but he would say that on the floor. I, listen, I've had to carry a, an adult uh, male baboon, which is significantly, <laughs> significantly smaller than a lioness, and that took two people. Mm. How much weight is baboon? I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> Fucking heavy. But How let's, let's not forget, in... this, this is a world in which like a curtain can hold up Kevin James. Let's not have... It could have been well well. He round. could be made of cloud. High fiber can. <laughs> Look, fuck it, I don't believe a curtain could hold up fucking Rosario Dawson either. Like, it's, that's a good point. It's a fucking. I think it depends how much fabric and how strong it it's, is. It, 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 it seems very unlikely. Mm. Why? Why was? Why did the lion eat a, a Red Bull? 
<laughs> does wanna... that count as product placement yes, when you're pulling it out of a line <laughs> and it's all crushed and they almost choke to death on it? It has a long gaming session coming up. Can we talk about Rosario Dawson's career just for a minute? Because yeah, I I do think it's wild that she's in this movie. She was in Alexander, for God's sake. <laughs> if you look at like her career, she starts out in Kids. Wait. Oh, God, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's no, her that's first nice. film. And she's... That's fucking bleak already. <laughs> and she goes to He Got Game with Spike Lee directing. She does like a few sort of teen movies, like Down to You, and she's in My Beloved Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Um, yeah, she... She is sort of carving out a sort of indie niche for herself at some point. She works with like all the sort of big indie directors, including Kevin Smith. But she works with uh, Quentin Tarantino. She works with Robert Rodriguez. She works with Spike Lee. She has made a sort of like she's sort of like an alternative star. And yes. from looking at this, like this might be like her most mainstream role. Um. This or like supporting role in Zombieland too. Hey, Alexander was a pretty mainstream. It was meant to be a big historical epic, and she was in that. But I feel like this is the one where she, like she's the second lead in this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I get you. I guess Trance, but like Trance is a weird fucking film. That's not like a yeah. A, gave me a panic yeah, I wouldn't call that mainstream. No, like, like she's the second lead in Top Five with Chris Rock. Oh, I do like that. But, like, she's, like, a supporting role in Percy Jackson. Mm. Who? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah no, that <laughs> she, just makes sense. And it's just so... Yeah, I just find it so strange that she's in even in this movie. Like, she's playing second fiddle to Kevin James. Mm. I feel like there's something... Like, there's a big film that I'm missing, but I can't think of what it is. She's, like, the person on the other end of the phone in Unstoppable. Which is a fucking baller movie if you've never seen Unstoppable. Is that the is that train about... as big as a Chrysler building? <laughs> um, is that the guy who's stuck in a phone booth? No, that's phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> Just needed to check. Unstoppable. No, she's not. That's uh, Rada Mitchell and Katie Holmes. She could have been the voice yeah. on the end of the phone in that. That's Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, she's she's in like... She's in 25th Hour, but again, not a wide core mainstream movie. She is the love interest in Men in Black 2. Is she? Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah, but like, I can't remember much about that film, to be honest. It's not a very important role. Sin City? Maybe I'm... No. Oh, yeah, she was in that, I think. But is that a mainstream movie? It's pretty mainstream, mm. isn't it? It's a Robert Rodriguez movie. Black and white. And it's, and it's yeah. a comic book adaptation, you know. Before they took over the world. It's rated... Yeah, before that became a thing. It's rated 18. Yeah, fine. She's in The Rundown, which, you know, was sort of like a failed wannabe mainstream movie. Yeah, that... Yeah. Do we want to go through um, Kevin James' entire filmography? <laughs> Not yet. We've, we've done that already. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's like, like, of all like the... She's not in Hitch. Oh, Kevin James. No, I was talking about Kevin James. It's <laughs> just felt like you were just being racist. Um, no. What? Uh, just assuming that, like, oh, she's a black woman. She'll I think be in that's Hitch. you being racist. That Jack. was Will. That wasn't Rosario Dawson. That was Will Smith. You racist. She was in Seven Pounds with Will Smith. There's always a connection. And Ben and Black too. 
Uh, um, oh yeah. But yeah, like yeah, she's got a very odd career, and I just think this is the sort of film that sort of stands out to me. There we go. Oh, how many CGI artists do you think it took to take and to take all the genitals out of this film? Uh, Twenty six. <laughs> I don't have an answer. Oh. <laughs> that was a purely rhetorical question. It's a rhetorical question because there's lots of shots where the bears are like rolling round with their dinguses out or at least they should be you know yeah you know a lot of animals keep them internal do they a lot of men do too a lot of men do as well yeah Yeah. um lions now a lion's balls its penis will be inside in a sheath um (laughs) (laughs) but its balls will be hanging out so if there's no Mm. balls on um the male lion depicted in the film that's either digital handiwork or it's been neutered oh um <laughs> okay that's good to know you heard it here first listeners do you want do you want to hear a fun fact about this movie i do oh is this the horrible fact no no this is a fun fact it's kind yeah. of it's kind of horrible um kevin james wanted to be in this movie because he had a crush on all his female co-stars oh, oh dear no <laughs> I wish Kevin James had a crush on me. You wish you were the Rosario Dawson of his life. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that would be nice, actually, to be his pal and help him, you know, try and support him, but love him from afar. And then to finally get that, like, nice resolution. You know what I mean? Like, he finally sees that you were there in front of him this entire time. (laughs) There can't be a better feeling. That is some real... I don't know, some real, like, bordering on... I, I don't want to say, like, me too, but, like, like using your power and your prestige in a field to say, oh, I'm going to have a film where all my co-stars, all my female co-stars, are women I'm attracted to. That's very... Mm. I don't know, that's very dodgy. <laughs> that doesn't sit well with me. No, it's very strange. That's like a... Is that, that's like... They didn't bother with a uh, casting, you know, a casting ro- uh, person. I feel like we've yeah. spoken a lot about Rosario Dawson. Do we have any feelings on Leslie Bibb as the other female lead? I have one question. Who is about, who is okay. Leslie Bibb? Well, a that that's all right. I have two questions. One, who the fuck is Leslie Bibb? I feel like I've seen her in one other thing. Leslie but I can't... Bibb around this time, like she's someone I feel like. Hollywood tried to make happen and it mm. never really stuck. Because she's um she's Will Ferrell's wife in Talladega Nights. Yes. And she's the reporter who Robert Downey Jr. sleeps with in the first Iron Man. Right. But... Oh, um, she's in Tag? Yeah, she is in Tag. <laughs> She's she, twice. she is she's uh she's the mum in the babysitter movies. Um right. yeah, she's just someone who yeah, I I'm sure she must like come from somewhere, but where yeah. it is, it feels like somebody thinks she's really funny because she pops up in a lot of comedies. Mm. North Dakota. Maybe she is without a script. <laughs> Could be. She's never someone who's really stuck for me, but, you know, she does seem to pop up every now and then. I mean, I, I would say she she acted in this film perfectly adequately. Well, <laughs> I was just going to say, know. she acted in this film. She, she was in it. <laughs> she wasn't. 
But, um, you know, she performed... I mean, I suppose we're not supposed to like her character. And I didn't. Yeah. So she must have been doing her yeah, job well. that's true. But apart from that, I have no strong feelings on her as an actress or as a character. Other than didn't really like her. Nothing like... like I think there's fun to be had with this role. And I don't know if she entirely... She, she, she's trying, but I don't think she gets to... There can be a lot of fun in playing the the mean girl in a movie. Yeah. Do you yeah, think like, anyone had fun with their roles? I genuinely think like Rosario does give it a role all in this movie. She's probably she like really good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. She's really good. But yeah, one like I wondered. So yeah, you've got the first scene where KJ is taking her on a romantic donkey ride. Not like in Clerks 2. But a different, different clearly a horse. Clearly a horse. Uh, it could be a horse. It is a horse. <laughs> he says is he it? he says he rented a horse. Yes, and he proposes, and then she's like, "Lol, no." And then it's kind of like, "I thought you were going to make something of yourself or something." And I'm like, "What? How long have they been going out? How did they meet? And how did she? How did she think his career was going to pan out?" when he's been a zookeeper for four years. Like, what did she think he was going to do? Believe it or not, this movie, I feel, is underbaked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you could probably do this whole movie without the talking animals. Um, like, yeah. the only advice that, like, really... like they get, The talking animals give him, like, the stupid advice, obviously, that... It leads to jokes where he pisses in public. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like the, he... the only advice he sort of gets from them that leads to his downfall is that he should act like an alpha male. Oh, which... uh, yeah. I liked that this film was like, you know, negging works. Yeah, like, which, yeah. you know, I'm sure happens all the time in the animal kingdom. Um... <laughs> what, negging? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. Like the, like, the idea of this film is that he is getting advice from the animals and... I mean, we've already had that in a movie called The Animal. The Animal. Um, which uses that sort of thing to a much better effect. This film is just like, yeah. he, he he just becomes a bit of a douche. And I'm not entirely sure that's the result of The Animals. And that feels like that's where the movie should be going. The movie should, like, he needs to learn that he's... Either he gets the advice from The Animals and it works... Or he gets the advice from the animals and he comes to realise that he's not an animal. Or like... He is a man. Yeah, like, like you know, there's something in that. But in this, they're just like, they call him on the phone and they're like, yeah, you should neg her and be a bit of an alpha male. And he turns into a bit of a douche. And I'm like... And then he's just like, I don't like myself anymore. And I'm like, what's... What is the... What is the selling point of it being animals talking animals. to him in this movie? Where? Why is that the Kid, impetus? Kids like it. There was kids a slight, it. a slight uptick in <laughs> profits for films featuring animals talking amongst the younger demographics. But, so they went for it. But that's fine. Chasing the money. That's fine. But make it. Like, make the film, make it the reason that the animals are talking to him have an impact on him in an animal sense. It's... I'm sorry, you've been watching Happy Madison films for how long? <laughs> and you're expecting them to, like, 
do good scripts some of them do some of them follow through with their ideas this is a film that i feel like is like it was like a script about a guy who you know tries to win back a girl who he does who he shouldn't be with and they were just like also put some talking animals in it and like i don't think we've actually had many other films that are like that the... What was there was one other one that was like a serious script and then they turned it into something. Oh, Fifty First Dates. Yeah. But Fifty First Dates uses its premise all the way through. Yeah, that's true. Like, they try. This one I just drops. It's like it's it would be like if like um like in click he uses the remote and then is just like oh and I I'm also doing something that's not to do with fast forwarding through life you know it'd be just like it would just be like i'm also turning into a gremlin (laughs) i would like to see it but yeah jack i don't i think because this is a fan like i don't think don't you dare use the excuse that like it's a family film so it doesn't have to try so hard that's not what i'm saying that's not what i'm gonna say because I would say, like, the best family films are the ones where they do follow through on the premise. Mm. Like, and it's its full effect. Like, Home Alone. What if Kid was Home Alone? But then also people are trying to break into his house. Like, the ultimate Home Alone experience. You know? Yeah. Um, or like... Blank Check. Or something like that. Whereas this... What this is, the... they've tried to write a family film, and what they've thought is, like, we will just have moments that people will remember. Like, or that, well, none of us will remember, but, like, kids might go, like, I want to see the bit where Kevin James pretends to be a frog and throws out his neck and then gets an attack position. You know what I mean? It's, like, based around all of that shit. I get that, but, like... What is the moral? What is the moral of this family film? The moral of this family film is stay true to yourself. Yeah. And, and how and, and how do the talking animals get that across? By taking him down a, a different path. Because he's all out of options. He's like, oh, I can't... He's in a depression, Jack. And he can't see like, his way... I feel like he you can't need, see his you way need out a scene... Like in Mean Girls, where she sees like everybody acting like animals in the real world, I feel like when he's there, there's <laughs> there's no moment where he's like wor- working in that car dealership where you're like, yeah, he's become too more. The he's become male. more animal than man, <laughs> you know. And there was the moment yeah, where, where he's like, I I don't like myself, and I was like. You've just you kind of just done this to yourself, though, haven't you? Yeah, he. D- in yeah. This, in this film, it's he's akin to Mowgli. He's <laughs> yes. Living amongst the animals, he's acting like an animal, and what he ne- realizes at the end of the story is that he needs to be with his own kind and be himself oh. and not be an animal. So really, it's the Jungle Book. Mm. Fuck! It is the Jungle Book. It's the Jungle Book. Come crazy stupid love again i hate this movie (laughs) i hate this movie i think it's shit i think it's really badly put together i think it's half-assed i think its central conceit of having talking animals leads to some of like the worst scenes in cinema would you prefer this film if it was called the office worker 
and mm. all the animal characters were actually played by human actors. <gasps> I kind of would. Working with him in an office. I kind of would. If it was like the exact same cast as well. Yeah, like, yeah, exact like same cast. Stallone is like Stal- his boss. Yeah, <laughs> a manager. Oh, and and uh, Cher is like the assistant manager <laughs> or maybe just the manager's wife who hangs around the office for a reason. I like this idea uh, that like, this is, whole office were just like taking far too much interest in this one guy's love life. I would be yeah. so on board with this movie. It's a very small, cubicled office. Everyone's packed in together. Everyone knows each other. There's the, the woman with the long neck who's always singing. <laughs> Who's like head peers <laughs> over the top? Yeah, of that's you, good. Over it's, the top it's of the like, are you just describing Dilbert? <laughs> <laughs> Have you just listen, rewritten Dilbert? Listen, I I'm gonna put away this big book of Dilbert and uh, <laughs> welcome say welcome to Cubeville. I'm gonna defend myself, Adam Scott, and I'm willing to be litigious. <laughs> so, your move, Scott Adams, not bro. Adam Scott. Different it can person. be both. Different person. Is it? Scott Adams is not, is not Adam Scott. <laughs> which which one? All Adam which... Scotts are Scott Adams, but not all Scott Adams are Adam Scott. <laughs> okay, but which one did Dilbert? Scott Adams. Scott Adams. Whatever. <laughs> teach him for having two first names. Um, yeah, that's really unfair. Uh, yeah, oh. I don't think I have much else to say on this movie. I have one more question. Okay. Would Kevin James have shot Harambe? Oh, that. Okay, so this is. Yeah, he I would. was thinking about Harambe while watching this. <laughs> I don't think I he was would thinking, have. like, Harambe, in, in the premise of this film, you know, the animals have a code so they don't talk. That means that Harambe never said, don't shoot, or I'm protecting the child, mm. or whatever. He valiantly was willing to die uh, to protect the code that you don't speak to That's humans. true. And that, I don't know. It didn't sit well with me. Did, I mean, it, I thought about it twice. Would, did this film come out after Harambe? Because no, maybe they would have they would have changed it, I think, after Harambe. Can I, can I um, also say, this movie has a moment where I feel like it kind of takes the man's side in abuse um <laughs> When when um when Kevin James is talking to uh, the gorilla, and um, the gorilla is like, he didn't. I didn't attack him, like they said. And uh, Kevin James is just like, well, he said you did, and like just sort of shrugs about it. And I was just like, mm, this seems really weird. Like there's some weird comment in the middle of the movie. He's like, well, yeah. he said you did, so. Sucks to be you, gorilla. There's that other bit where he not all humans. (laughs) Yeah, he does do that. Not all humans are horrible, abusive monsters, even though some of them are. McNulty is like, humans lie. He's like, well, not all men. Yeah, 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 that is true. There was that moment. I think, like, I'm probably giving the film too much credit, but I think the... the It was like... Kevin James believed the gorilla, but he had no evidence. It would have to be him saying the gorilla told me this happened. <laughs> I suppose that's and true. that would that would expose the fact that he hit his head very he hard his head. and is hallucinating all this. Just like... He'd be taken off active duty. 
Yeah. This gorilla has been like suffering for ten years because it didn't speak <laughs> up, and like and like and this and Kevin James is re- just resulting argument back is like shrugging his shoulders, like, like yeah, whoa. but he said something different, and I'm gonna believe him because he's a real person. He's a man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we all know he's a shitbag, but what can you do? This was nominated for um, one award. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. Well, actually, no. Technically, it's nominated for two. Oh. Well, technically, it's nominated uh, um, for well, it's twenty. It, technically, it wins one and nominated for two. Um, it wins, of course, the ASCAP Film and Television Music Awards with the amazing <gasps> score from Rupert Gregson Williams. Yeah. Um, did anyone hear this score? No, nobody did. <laughs> I was gonna say it never once did uh, the music register in my head. Um, no. I feel like I should um, bring up. I never like to bring up the Razzie Awards, but I do find it mildly amusing that for this, it is nominated for Worst Supporting Actor for Ken Jeong, um, but shared as the Razzies like to do for everything he did that year, including Big no. Mamas Like Father Like Son, The Hangover Part 2, Transformers Dark of the Moon, and Zookeeper. Hmm. There was a second Big Mamas film? This was the third Big Mamas film. Jeez. Oh my god. This is I never even tapped into that well. Big Mamas House, Big Mamas House 2, and then this is the Big Mamas Like Father Like Son, when uh, when Big Mama gets his son involved in the action. Finally leaves the house. <laughs> <laughs> they get a forklift and lift her out of the bed and cut a hole in the wall and... I mean, that, that sounds like a, a joke from a Happy Madison movie, for sure. Fuck, it does. Um, this, But of course, we can't get away without talking about the Teen Choice Awards, where this mm. film is nominated uh, mm. for Choice Summer Movie Star Female. Um, Ooh, for who? For Rosario Dawson. Yay! Well deserved. She, lo- she loses, unfortunately, to Emma Watson in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Um, Boo! Nominated also is uh, Friends with Benefits star Mila Kunis, mm-hmm. uh, Selena Gomez for Monte Carlo, mm-hmm. and Rosie Huntington Whiteley for Transformers Dark of the Moon. Yeah. Is it Dark of the Moon? They didn't call it Dark Side of no, the Moon. No, it's Dark of the Moon. <laughs> what is it? that sounds like it's wrong. No, it's Dark of the Moon. That's Dark That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dark of the Moon. So there's a Mysterious character called as the Dark of, of the, the Moon. moon. <laughs> yeah, so is there a guy called Dark and he's from the Moon? <laughs> Hi, I'm Dark. Paul Dark Moon moon Cop. It's like John Carter of Mars. Dark of the Moon. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm assuming that's what it's about. Mm. It's a sequel. Yeah, so that's that's its awards. I'm going to very easily just say my MVP is Rosario Dawson. She's very charming throughout the movie. She's part of the only scene I like in the movie. Um, Yeah. And she's able to fully convinced me of what she's doing in this movie, uh, which no one else is able to do. So, my MVP is Gerald Feinberg. Who is Gerald Feinberg? Gerald Feinberg is uh, the person who coined the term tachyons. Oh, fuck off. Therefore, therefore allowing us to explain the plot of this film. 
which is that Kevin James Except hits his head so hard. We've already disproved that it doesn't work because Kevin the animals James... have conversations no, no, when but he's this not is there. The thing, Jack, this is the thing, Jack, is that tachyons travel faster than light, which means they can travel through time. So the head hit that Kevin but James it also took doesn't, was so but no, powerful. But it doesn't, meet it, but it doesn't explain that why they talk when he's not around. Because his the act of him hitting his head made his... So his... They are talking in his head. That's the delusion that happens post the uh, post the head hit. But the head hit was so powerful that it sent that future back as a memory. But thereby not... retroactively. Yeah, no, no, no. Later. Let me finish. Let me finish. Therefore, retroactively teaching animals how to talk. Fuck off. Do you see? No, it's shit. Because, it's like that because, one episode so, so, but, of Red but, Dwarf. But, 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 but so no, that, that means that animals can talk. No, it's not just Kevin James's head. Yes, injury. but he hit his head so hard that he caused animals to talk. But so then, but, the, but then it leads back to my question: like, why don't they just talk all the time? Because they only just learned how. But no, because you just said they've always been able to, because they learn. But they only just in this timeline, only just learned how to do it. No. No. So it's never come up before. No, no, <laughs> so they've, because, no, they've simultaneously they've just... been able to do it forever and only just started. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off, Josh. What your fucking seventh funniest movie of all time? And you can only get a new... Of all time, <laughs> and you can... of all time. <laughs> And the MVP yeah, you can is, come up with is, all... is some fucking tachyon bullshit. Fucking watching Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, uh, oh. oh no, it's horrible. That is a wild stance to take, Josh. It's not the seventh funniest uh, film in the world. <laughs> right, fine. It's still Rosario Dawson then. Uh, Ashley, have you been able to think of an MVP? <laughs> yeah, Rosario Dawson, I think. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it really, really is no contest because she's like an actual real actor and the others aren't. So Yeah, extremely good choice, mate. Extremely good choice. Can I, can I give my uh, LVP? Uh, my LVP is um, the uh, trainers uh, for the elephant Ty, who is featured in the movie, mm-hmm. who was filmed uh, in 2005, who and being beaten and abused by his trainers. Oh. Um, uh, there was a campaign. To, the video of the abuse came out in 2011 when the film was uh, being made, and uh, there was a. Uh, Caused to boycott the movie. Uh, uh, the American Humane Association was contacted to urge the film to reevaluate how uh, the use of the animals in films because of this uh, this video that had leaked. So yeah, my LVPs are the people who uh, look after Ty the elephant. Um, uh, um, Peter also urged people to boycott this movie. That's good that though, because of how shit this movie was and its horrible practice um, and endorsement of people who train animals for films, that some good change came of uh, that. No, there was they were contacted to to ask to reassess. There was no reassessment made. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so actually, nothing changed. Everything's still awful. Brilliant. And this film is tainted even more than mm. and, by its own merits. And at its premiere, fifty people turned up to protest the movie um, for uh, against uh, the animal abuse. Um, 
the director said that they were not harmed during production, but it's clear like this elephant did suffer through sometimes. So yeah, my LVP is uh, is um, the handlers of Ty. Well, shit. Yeah, my one seems petty and stupid now. <laughs> Soz. Uh, every, well, now and, every now and then I find some negative stuff about these movies and I have to bring it up in the, at this point. It's amazing. I, I can't, it's difficult to imagine that there would be bad things surrounding these movies. I've got three that are joint, joint LVPs. Because I'm not going to fall into the same trap again, and I'm glad you've gone first, Jack, so that I can say that I I denounce the trainers of Ty the Elephant at this film. Therefore, I do not endorse Ty the Elephant's distress or abuse. So that's my first one. That's my but first you LVP. do endorse uh, making fun of a man or a woman's name in this movie. <laughs> oh, I think that's a really five. funny joke. All right, I've got four now. <laughs> what about yeah, the, the abuse of the other animals? Are you okay with that? Yeah, I only care about elephants. Uh, yeah, it's only tie the elephant. Uh, my second LVP is capitalism, mm-hmm. because I hate that this film. Like, I know that the ultimate line at the end is like "be true to yourself," blah 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 blah. But the whole ar- argument, like pervading this film, is kind of like you should go after the dollar and be like a car salesman and zookeeping is shit. Like, don't follow your dreams, just become a corporate shill. You know? I know at the end, I know at the end he's like, oh no, I won't do that. But that's the whole, that's a lot of the film. You know? Also, if you insult people's appearance, you'll be popular. Oh, that's it. Yeah, there is a whole <laughs> bit where it's just like, if you're a cock, then like, everyone will love you. Which, you know, possibly. That's true. a really weird scene. With the, uh, it, it with really the fashion designer, stra- yeah, yeah, who's like, I like that you insulted me. <laughs> After he just like straight up insults Kevin James, yeah, I know. And then, and then everyone is like cheering as he does horrible dance moves to go mingle. And like, no one in elevate, no one in sophisticated society would look at that dance and be like, this is a good person. Yeah, no, it's true. And my third LVP. It's you, Jack, for not believing in my tachyon theory and for subsequently telling me to go watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. That made me sad. <laughs> Have you ever been uh, the LVP before? Uh, no. <laughs> this is unprecedented. A real schism uh, being uh, brought about by this uh, this lack of uh, buying into Josh's mad theory. <laughs> It's the only thing that explains the film. Be that as it may, and it's not, um, <laughs> I think you should chill out. Fine, Ashley, ex- you just made my list. Number four, LVP, Ashley, for also not believing in my tachyon theory. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you got on the board. Anyway, my LVPs. Yes. Um, are you finished? Anyone else you want to tack on there? Uh, Hitler. Good. Uh, Always a good and choice. yeah, he said he was going to tack on something about uh, calling uh, uh, calling out people for having women's names. And yet, oh yeah, sorry, and... number five. No, 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 you said you were wrapped up, so That's you it. really are a fan of it. <laughs> Seventh funniest film you've ever seen. <laughs> it is. Again, as someone with a again. woman's name, I'm not sure if I can be friends with you anymore. Oh no. 
Oh, this has been a bad episode for friends. <laughs> and for films. At least you've still got Kevin James as a good friend. Anyway, my, my <laughs> LVPs. Yes, please. I, I also have two. Uh, they're joint. Um, <gasps> and they are Don Rickles as Frog and <laughs> oh, yeah. Jim Brewer as Crow. Because neither of them needs to be in the movie. They contributed nothing. This was, this um, was Don Rickles' last film role. Holy shit! <laughs> so you just you <laughs> cast a man to this was his dying breath. This film, and you called him a piece of shit. Unless you, kept I didn't him. make I didn't make him accept this awful movie. That's on him. He was so old. He clear. I'm looking at an IMDb picture of what he looked like pre-death, and he is old enough that he does not need the fucking money. He could have <laughs> said no to this film. How? Uh, who's your other LVP? Actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the crow and the oh, frog because they 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 contribute nothing. They they didn't need to be in the film. We had enough animals. Um, I feel. They, do you not like the running joke in the movie of them yelling "Not a zoo animal" at the crow? Yeah, I loved <laughs> each twice it happened. Each twice. <laughs> it's a good moment. It's so oh. good they did it twice. But not more than that. No, and then at the end, the the end, they seem to have accepted the crow, who gives, who tells like, um, who tells Kevin James like where Rosario Dawson is. That's probably why they made that character is so that they had a flying, a flying character who could say, "Oh, by the way, this is where." Of course, it's not like they've not set up eagles throughout the whole movie. I know, they yeah. had that set up and the eagle would be invested in Rosario Dawson because she nursed it back to health but no, that would require a decent solid script so there's just a crow here now um, and also a frog for that the frog's payoff was the very funny joke where Kevin James puffed out his throat and ripped, ripped his pants open it was good he doesn't. He laugh. doesn't seem to resolve the pants thing. He just sort of just like just goes with it after that. Like he, the previous he movie, it, he, he mentions he, he calls the the animals to tell them about it, and then he just like goes up and just chats with Leslie Bibb and is like, "I've got ripped pants." Yeah, you know what? I'd like to go even harder on Don Rickles in hindsight. <laughs> Shame on you, Don. Shame on you. No, that's fine. He's dead. Um, the more I talk about this movie, the less I like it. Mm. Um, yeah. I think it's fine. I think it's pure middle-of-the-road fine. I, think, I uh, think it's less than that, significantly less than I that. I think it's, like, it's pretty low down on, like, it's around, it's, it's, it's around as good as the shortcut. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of laziness. It's, it's, I'll tell you this, it's better than Bedtime Stories. I was, I was going to say, actually, I think it's about on a level with Bedtime Stories. I think In Bedtime of... Stories is just a little bit lazier. Mm. Um, but you know what, actually, no, give this some Bedtime Stories. At least Bedtime Stories has, like, the makeup and scenes, like... <laughs> okay, Brand. but this, they actually had to pay for a location. <laughs> bedtime yeah. Stories, you can just do in a bedroom, and that's pretty They do it easy. in a hotel. <laughs> just do it in one hotel the most and magical place it. in the world of course I, as uh, Home Alone 2 taught us Ashley thank you so much for coming on to talk about this movie 
That's okay. I very much enjoyed it. I can't say it's enjoyed the film, but I enjoyed talking about the film <laughs> with you guys. And Aww. also, I have a Twitter that I can plug. Yes. That I'm looking up because I can't remember what it is. It's a show. Sleuth out of Beaton. Yes. So that is S L double O F O U double T A B T O N. Sleuth. It's nice to know I don't have the the worst handle. Hey, what's wrong with that? I'm Sleuth, and I'm Ada Brighton. Okay. Jack, how can people find you? You can follow me on Twitter, Letterboxd, Instagram, TikTok, at JFG and Digital 3D. That's very nice. That's me. You plugging anything at the moment? Plugging you, bruh. Plugging me, bruh? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Plug you up with your tachyons. Tach. Keons. Josh Pappenheim, how can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tinder, Hinge, um, yeah, that, joke, that joke keeps coming, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? TikTok, <laughs> um, at P-A-P-S-B-Y, at P-A-P-S-B-Y, that's at Papsby, it rhymes with the man in the iron mask. Mm. And of course... You've done that one before. Have I? Oh, yeah. fuck. It rhymes with catch me if you can. You've definitely done that one. Have you done um uh it rhymes with gangs of New York. I think that's a new one. Uh <laughs> I was gonna suggest Body of Lies, but um... <laughs> But no one's heard of that one. It's a Ridley um, Scott movie. Who? Anyway, it rhymes with Gangs of New York. And of course, if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, you can find us at True Hat Mad. At True Hat Mad, and if you want to send us an email, we love getting them. We love receiving. That's True Hat Mad at Gmail dot com. True Hat Mad at Gmail dot com. And please, wherever you listen to us, if it's possible, leave us a rating. Five stars is nice, and a review. Something yeah. positive, also much encouraged. Say nice things about us. We say nice things about you. Sometimes. <laughs> Uh, next uh, week you can uh, tune in and listen to us talk about Bucky Larson born to be a star oh, no. okay. <laughs> is that a Marvel movie <laughs> Ashley uh, I know you, you're dying to come back and talk about that one but unfortunately we've got, we've got someone else booked in so uh, you'll well, have to I, sit it out if you ever want to slot me in again um, I'll be ready willing and able <laughs> yeah nice uh, and as always Ah monkey shit <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Goodbye. Bye. Bye bye.